welcome to Are You Fucking Crazy? I'm your host, Mal Marie, and this is a place for us to bring awareness to mental health by sharing our lived experiences and discussing healthier habits to stay mentally well as energetic beings and to stay spiritually aligned. Hello, hello. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back to the final episode of this year, of this season. I'm going to be changing up the podcast a lot more in a way to where it's going to be easier to navigate. And uh, my timing has been pretty poor with um, releasing episodes and such as well, which is a thing for me that's like, this whole year has been crazy, moving around, new things entering my life, um, old things exiting my life, and um, really working through um, relationship healing and um, also just like family healing. Um, I'm trying to think of the word for that. It's more like generational healing. Um, And so that's really been like what uh, this, as this year comes to a close, what I've been working through personally. Um, I'm also working through and seeing that um, I'm put in a lot of these scenarios and situations where I'm having to like completely discard of anything that involved my past self. So like past versions of myself, I'm forced in these situations. For example, I'm not gonna get too deep into detail about it, but I did actually mention this on Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram. Um, I did talk a little bit about how I recently got arrested and I spent about 48 hours in Clark County Jail. And it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. It literally was giving me trauma, flashbacks and triggers, um, the way that the jail was built, the way that the building was structured. And mind you, it was also downtown. So it was also in a spot that I actually used to live. My old apartment that I've talked about before, if you've tuned in before, you know about what I was going through last year and the apartment that I lived in. Well, we'll say it was actually two years ago now, not last, not just last year, it was actually two years ago now. It's crazy how time has flown and um, how things have really just gone, moved so fast and gone on so fast and happened so quickly. Things are constantly shifting and constantly happening. And that's something that we have to, you know, adjust to and adapt to naturally as evolutionary beings that are constantly evolving. And, um, well, for me, going back to what I was saying about my experience, um, getting put in the jail for 48 hours, which was actually the reason why was because I had some warrants from my past, um, from the local county from before I left to LA. So I came back home unaware of these warrants, but they were court subpoenas. I was supposed to have shown up to court and I didn't show up because I was in California and I was just doing my thing, trying to live my life out there, which didn't end up working because here I am back home and I'm actually loving, loving my life now. And I'm seeing tremendous shifts. I'm seeing huge doors of opportunity and growth and new successes, new beginnings, all of that is completely happening for me right now. But with this jail scenario, it was almost like the way that I was approached by the law enforcement, it just had to happen. They had to take me, they ran my name. I'm sorry, you might hear some fireworks in the background because I am recording (laughs) during New Year's and it's kind of getting, people are kind of getting excited about that. And around my community, they do like fireworks a lot. So, but you might hear that in the back, but, um, 
literally, I was taken right on the spot. They ran my name. They're like, you have these warrants. We have to take you to jail because you didn't show up to court. So immediately I was put in this and I was just like, no, like, I didn't, I, I was so scared. I didn't know how long I was going to be in there because I'd never been in a scenario like that before. So I was just like, this is scary. I was traumatized. The jail literally reminded me of my old apartment with the roaches, the way that the doors and stuff were painted and the way that the brick walls were. It was just, it was giving me the full ick. It was triggering me entirely. Um, a lot of the officers and security guards could see that I was not, um, I was not stable in that environment and that I was probably one of the only people that, or one of the few people in there that, um, were just in there for something quite minor and that I was, you know, not on drugs or anything like that, if you will, because there's a lot of people and uh, most people that are in jail are, you know, in there for, for like real crime, real true crimes, you know, that they've actually committed. And for me, this was like, super scary because I was around all types of different people with all types of different behaviors and all types of different backstories and um I did have the cell to myself luckily which I think they did consider my anxiety because I did mention that to them and things like that and how the environment made me feel automatically strange my immediate response to even <clears throat> being taken in there was it was instant it was like instant trauma instant anxiety that was just surfaced um I my my attitude was even just so negative and I I literally had to dig myself up and remind myself of who I was when I was in there I had to remind myself that I am a powerful being and that God is with me and that I I I've asked for so many things that I've been able to manifest into my life so easily so easily why? Because I practice that. I've tuned into my power and that's something that I'm all about. But it takes constant being put up against these challenges, being forced into these situations where you have to look at it and you have to pretty much dig yourself up and pick yourself up. And you have to really just kind of um, evaluate the situation. Why am I here? I'm here for a reason. Everything's happening for a reason because nothing is nothing is coincidence or nothing is by chance, right? So I was really just... And the, the first night I got in there, because it was nighttime, and I was trying so hard to just fall asleep because I thought it was like a scary dream or something, and I couldn't fall asleep, so that was really hard for me. So I pretty much just, like, buried myself under, like, these jail blankets that they had that were, like, wool and filthy and gross. I could really get into the... Oh, crap, you might hear the fireworks back there. But I can really get into the... Um, way the things that I saw when I was in there and the way that I feel about the system and um the law the law in general um not just in my county I mean I know my county is like pretty lenient about certain things and probably a lot better than some other counties and states and areas or just a lot of any other places that people have been had to be locked up or anything like that I can I mean, I, maybe I could complain, but then it's like there's probably worse case scenarios where somebody's had to truly suffer, and I was only in there for 48 hours, but to me it felt like days. And, um, you know, I had to do a court session right there in the, you know, in the jail uh, building or whatever, and it was done on Zoom, and it was just very interesting, but 
so I pretty much just buried myself under the blanket, ended up falling asleep. When I woke up the next morning, I was like, crap, I'm really still here. I don't want to be here. What am I going to do? So I'm like, only thing I could do was literally just pray. I remember trying to, um, there was like a little like, like some type of telecommunication button in the cell where you push the button and one of the security officers or the COs or whatever could talk to you and, you know, you know, get you what you need or whatever. And I was trying to call some family because I didn't know how long I would be in there. I didn't know if my, cause my cat is at home. I still have work and things that I have to do. And I was just, I was just so thrown off and taken aback by the whole situation. Um, I guess there was a part of me that was really hoping that it was a dream. And then when I woke up, I was like even more disappointed and more anxious of the fact that I was still in there. And, um, when I was pushing this button, trying to talk to one of the, um, workers, it was like, they were like, it was almost like they were purposefully ignoring me because, um, at first I would say certain things and they would respond. But then when I would ask like real questions about, um, getting my information or contacting a family member, they were, they would just go blank silent. And I, that was when I started really freaking out and really getting upset. I started getting angry, anxious. Um, I had an episode in that, <laughs> in that cell and, um, pretty much they let me out for an hour and I tried to call some family, but I needed like a code or some type of like pin code or something. So I pretty much was just like, screw this. Um, I have this hour out, so let me just kind of walk around. They had books in this, in the seating area and then they had like some, um, showers and stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to read some books and shower and just get my mind right. Talk to Jesus Christ a little bit, talk to my spirit guides and just really get in tune with myself and try to take some breaths and analyze the situation for what it really is and envision myself out of here pretty much. So that's pretty much what I did. Um, I didn't really find any interesting books. I think I found like a Jane Eyre book that was very like um, a classic one. I can't remember exactly which one, but I think I did find one. And um, I, I just wasn't interested in reading it because I just didn't want to, I don't know, I didn't want to start something and then not finish it. I, I don't know. In my mind, I was like, I'm probably going to be here for a while, but I know that I'm not going to be here that long. So I ended up picking up this magazine that was, um, it was kind of based around like Christmas because that was around the time that this happened, like a little bit before Christmas in the beginning of December. And I picked up this magazine and I was just kind of flipping through it. And I found these little like things in there that were like written articles by um, these people of like a local church. And they were just writing like about faith and asking for freedom from, from the higher source, from God or Jesus or whatever that is for you. And it, it was just immediately like, okay, I'm receiving something right now. Like I'm receiving what I need to be receiving. I'm being reminded, I'm getting that kick in the ass again of like, Hey girl, remember who the heck you are. Remember who the fuck you are. You have the power to get out of here right now. If you really wanted to manifest that, like, so I just took a breather. I took the magazine and I took it back into my cell because my hour was up. So I went back up into my cell. I took the magazine in there with me. So I could just keep reading it and have something to be, something positive to read, some positive words that would give me some faith and something to look into, you know? So I end up taking this in there, magazine in there, and I pretty much read the entire magazine. Like, I'm in there for hours, so I end up reading the entire thing. 
Uh, mind you, I still have this magazine. I ended up taking it home with me, um, which I probably won't get rid of it because it definitely is a reminder for me to uh, bear in mind that in any given situation that I have the power to to simply tune into my higher self and tap into that and manifest manifest the things that I so desire because I can have that. So, and also knowing, bearing in mind that I, I literally was not in there for anything like detrimental or serious. So I was literally in there for some warrants. I just had to go to court. And then once the court sessions were done, I was done, right? So time goes by. I ended up falling asleep a little bit for a couple hours. They tried to bring me some food, but I didn't eat it because it looked really sketchy. So I just kind of sat there and waited and then all of a sudden the little um, telecommunication speaker thing goes off and I hear a voice it's one of the CEOs and he's like oh McGant are you ready to go to court and I was like yes please get me out of this cell like I'm gonna lose my mind if I stay in here any longer so he opens up my cell he unlocks it for me and then I'm I'm guided down to where we do court sessions in these rooms where each individual like you know inmate would be sitting in a separate room and doing a court session on his on a zoom call so that's pretty much um what was done and immediately on both of my terms i was released and i was just like thank you lord because i would i was literally praying um i actually had two sessions that's why i said on both of my um situations so i had to do two appearances within that same day one in the early morning and then one later on in the evening um, and it was just relieving because the first one, when I was told you're getting the release tonight, I was like, thank you. So I go back up to my cell and immediately I'm like, okay, that's one confirmation that I need because I knew that I had to do another appearance later on in the evening and I wasn't leaving the jail until my court's appearance were done. So, uh, as soon as I got back in my cell after my first appearance, I meditated. I was like, okay, I got the release. I know that I'm going to get out of here. I know that eventually I'm going to see my cat. I'm going to see my family and I'm going to be able to get back onto my grind and my work and stuff and not stress about it. So that, that was for me. I was like, okay, okay. I can actually breathe for a second. So I took the time to just sit there and meditate and think about all the things that I wanted to do when I got out, planned everything, just like envisioned everything. And immediately I get called again, like time goes by so fast and I get called down again to go to my second session. So I go down to my second session, immediate release. Time went by so fast and next thing you know, I was out of there and man, it's stressful. It is stressful. I must say that if you've ever done anything in your past or you ever, if you've done anything as small or anything as minor as. I don't know. It could be something so small. If somebody reports you or anything like that and you're supposed to show up to court, if you get a subpoena to court, make sure that you show up because you can get warrant. You can get warranted. You can get them to show up at your job and come take you. You can get them to pull up on you anywhere and literally just run your name and be like, you have a warrant because you didn't show up to court. So literally like I still have to, I'm still dealing with a little bit of consequences of it because I still have to do a couple more court appearances, which is gonna, it's gonna dive a little bit into my time, but I do know that I have the power of the higher spirit with me and that I am, you know, in tune with my higher spirit. So that way I'm able to um, use that through this situation and keep myself in a more optimistic mindset. So for example, like 
it has been stressful for me. Like, it has been a little bit stressful. And, like, for example, my partner was over here the other night. And we were just like, it was, oh, that's right. We fell asleep in the morning. We had a really good night. Everything was great. In the morning, in the morning, I woke up. I was instantly, like, sad. Like, I woke up crying. Like, I literally woke up crying. And he was trying to comfort me. And he was just like, what? And I was like, I don't want to go back to jail ever. Like, that, literally just the 48 hours of that experience was traumatizing for me. Traumatizing enough for me to literally be fearful of ever ending up in that situation again. And, um, and then, like, the stress was mostly coming from the upcoming court dates that I need to appear at, the time on them, my transportation and things like that, and how it was kind of putting a dent in my regular schedule and how I felt like, man, I can't, I'm like stressed now because I literally have to make it to court because if I don't, it's going to be another warrant and then I can get randomly arrested again. And that, that was just like, it was so much going on running through my mind. And I literally was just like stressed and crying. And luckily my partner that I've been with is just, I mean, amazing person. One of the most amazing people that I've met in my lifetime and I can say that and we've only known each other for a short period of time but I can I can 100% verify that my partner is a very good person we met through um mutual connections and um family type vibe you know so um yeah so I I we know of 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 each other we had known of each other before we actually had got together so and there was also that's something I could dive into a little another time but um there was also a lot of um buildup of building a connection a true a true-hearted connection nothing just happened so fast or it was no one night stand and then all we're hooking up after that or we're just immediately trying to date after that we really built our connection and it was really built off of an experience off of something that we were both experiencing off of emotions off of having to be there for each other and just holding each other's hearts in each other's hands and knowing that the hearts were both in a fragile state and knowing that we both had the safety to prevent those hearts from ever being broken or falling again. And that sounds a little bit dramatic and metaphoric, but that's literally how I feel about this person that I've been seeing lately that I've been with. I'm very happy. I'm very content. And, um, I have a lot of things to look forward to right now and I'm stepping into the new year with these things. So that's very exciting as well. So yeah, I find it, incredibly interesting my last experience all of just this last month has been crazy hey guys malaya here popping in to let you know that i'm now offering a free two-hour deep dive slash consultation session this can be done via zoom or in-person sessions all the details will of course be left on the website malmarie.com but this will pretty much be a sneak peek into what my long-term mentorship program will look like I'll be offering readings, journaling prompts, and um, just a venting space for you to open up and feel safe and free to talk to somebody. So it's interesting too, because as I kind of reflect on exactly where I am right now, exactly what I need to do for myself, and exactly what I need to be manifesting for the upcoming year, um, I'm really, I'm really just there's things I feel like that I hadn't even taken the time to truly process until I'm sitting here just talking about it. Like retelling the story is a whole nother different vibe. Um, I think most of us podcast girls that, you know, do spiritual work and kind of do what we do. I think a lot of us can relate to 
just using our podcast or using the talking or just releasing our inner experiences and our inner feelings and things like that and releasing it in this way. And um, just like the last episode I did was very, very intense for me. And it was it was like a shadow work that I did where I was very much admitting a lot of things that I had gone through in the past. This was when I had just moved into my apartment and I was just processing the moving and I hadn't even had my furniture in when I was recording that episode. And it's just like I'm sitting on my bed right now in my dirty room with all my clothes and all my furniture and a coffee cup that's been sitting here since this morning. And I'm just like, things have happened so fast. It's only been two months that I've been in here, but things have happened so fast. Um, actually, three months. It's going to be three months now because I moved in October 1st and then there was November and December. And um, I mean, all the way down from moving in here all the way down to this day I it's just been experience after experience after happenstance after happenstance and one thing that is really interesting for me that is like I feel like it's this chapter of my life that I'm learning a specific lesson right now and it's about releasing what no longer serves you but not just what no longer serves you, not just a habit, not just the way you dress or the food you consume, specifically releasing people from your life that do not serve you. People, specifically people. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Who do you consider your best friend right now? This is the thing that I've noticed, and it seems to be incredibly common. You know, I, I see on social media a lot, people have like great friendships that have lasted years or, you know, people that have like a best friend of years or a partnership of years or you know some of these YouTube couples that have been together forever and they're only glorifying their good times they're only showing you their good times and it's making you think it's almost like reaching for something that isn't realistic because when we get down to it nothing is nothing is ever always healthy there's always something happening there's always one person that's stressed about something one person is going through something somebody lost a family member somebody lost their license or something, you know, and it's always something happening that is could be domino affecting the next person, your partner, your best friend, your family member, anything like that. And it's so crazy because the way that I'm reflecting on things now is just like insane. It's almost trippy because I'm reconnecting with my mom right now. And that's something that's like was never like I had never envisioned that ever happening again honestly because I just thought that we were just so different and I was I was invited to come have Thanksgiving dinner with her in November and you know she had seen that I was doing a lot better and I, ha I had spoke to her on the phone when I was out having lunch with my grandma because my she had called my grandma while we were out at lunch and um she was like I, I was like oh what are you doing for Thanksgiving she's like I'm cooking do you want to come eat and I was like yeah so that was like probably the first time in years that me and my mother had seen each other and um i could see a lot of changes in her but i could also see like still a lot of the things that she still had harbored in her soul like you know like there's still a lot of things that she's carrying with her from our past experiences and a lot of stress of being our mother and not only that but losing one of her daughters was just that that really um I really think that caused a glitch in the matrix in our entire family after my sister Kaya passed away back in 2016. Um, that was really, um, that was a grand awakening for all of us. And 
it was not easy and it still is not easy for me it's it's a lot easier for me to talk about and things like that because I do do a lot of spiritual medium work and stuff like that and I have had interactions with her and seen her appear in my dreams and things like this and um you know it, it it's not it's it, it's something that I've been able to process through you know um the the time that it happened the era that it happened the way that it happened um I was still in high school and um I remember being interrupted in the middle because I was in a special class that um was for kids that were kind of like struggling in certain areas so I was in this classroom that everything every all of our assignments were done online and turned it on a computer um and we just had like this quiet room and there was about just five kids in the in the room five five other kids in the room and we all just kind of were always quiet in that room and I just remember somebody just banging on the door one day just banging on the door and the teacher at the time or the monitor he wasn't really our teacher he was more like the monitor of the classroom and he opened the door and there was my younger sister there and she was like frantically like come to the office come right now like she grabbed my arm we ran to the office and literally she had the office phone like if you know like if you if you've been to public school public high schools and you know that most of the time in the office there's usually like a public phone you can use to call your mom or your parents or something if need be or like emergency phone like a telephone on the hook and um but the telephone was off the hook and she was trying to hurry up and get to it so immediately she hands me the phone or she's like kind of shaking and she gives me the phone and she's like it's our older sister our older sister that lives all the way in wisconsin who's a lot more closer to our sister that passed away at that time and she's telling us like she called our school to tell us that our sister died and that was that when that the way that it all happened then our other older sister had to come pick us up and our mom found out last because we had to go home and tell our mom that we had to get picked up from school and go home and tell our mom that our sister our oldest sister from Wisconsin called us to let us know that our sister was killed and that this is something that I don't even openly talk about on the podcast you know it's been some this is a lot of things that I've been um processing and a lot of things that I've had to take time before I was comfortable enough to talk about and that's that's completely normal that's that's you know that's just part of life and part of processing traumas and things like that and pretty much I just again I look at everything for what it is and I'm rekindling this connection with my mom I'm pretty sure I'm gonna see her on New Year so that's gonna be an interesting vibe um she was checking on me a lot and she was like really interested in what I was interested in and what I'm still doing which is like really like it it touched my soul because I remember when I was really depressed and sad and drinking a lot and taking drugs and I was living in that apartment downtown that little studio that uh, with the roaches um I didn't really have the best connection with my mom because that was around the time that I had pretty much just moved out and well not just moved out but it was about a year after I had moved out and I was like fresh out in the world on my own and um it was just not the way that my mindset was was so different and the way that I perceived things the way that I approached conversations and things like that was so much more different and I think that it was mandatory to take the space and set those boundaries between my mother and I so that we could come back together in the future and rekindle our connection and that is exactly what I'm stepping into this new year with 
that mindset is like people come and go people roll in and out of your life this is exactly what my grandmother said they roll in and out of your life like rolling stones and some stay and gather moss and that is so 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 true that is so 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 true there's only a little handful few that stay and gather moss and the rest just roll in and out roll in and out with the tide roll in and out with the wind it just goes that way tomorrow your best friend and you could not be talking for months on end up to years even because you could have gotten in such an intense argument and then all of a sudden years go by and you've changed and they've changed and they've been experienced another trauma or another um miracle or anything that that could have woken them up or some type of life experience that could have woken you up and now you're a different person you're a different person and you're looking at life through different a different set of eyes through a different perspective through a more mature and experienced perspective and life the journey of life is a constant growing it's a constant maturing it never stops there's always something new to learn and there's always something new to experience because i can tell you i've been through a lot of trauma i've been through a lot of abuse i've been through a lot of really poor relationships health problems and all that now i really thought i really thought i think i was in a headspace where i was like I've experienced it all. I can't experience anymore. I have gained the wisdom from my traumas and I don't know what else worse could happen, right? And that is exactly when I get slapped in the face by the universe and like, it's like, hey, you thought, like you're, you're, you think you know everything, but you don't. You think you have yet to experience everything, but you really, really don't. I'll probably go ahead and read something that I actually wrote today. And it, it pretty much just, speaks out about what I'm trying to say right now and like I feel like I'm not really able to find the words for it exactly but I'm gonna kind of read through like what I wrote today and it will make more sense I'm really good at writing out my words before I like speak them speak on them so this is what I wrote I actually posted this on my Instagram story too it's crazy how every time I think I have been awoken by an experience I am shown that there is still so much more to see and learn I'm going through the chapter of my life right now of healing generational, family, relational, and relationship wounds. I'm learning the art of forgiving while balancing love with boundaries. Realizing that I am allowed to set boundaries for myself as an individual. I do not have to be subject to feeling like I have to be present in anyone's life or feeling like I owe someone my time or my energy. And neither should anyone feel like they owe me anything or owe me their time or energy. It is okay to set a boundary from things that aren't serving you or aren't making their constant presence in your life. No matter who or what it is, it is not selfish to simply want to keep your energy and the things that you worked hard for protected at all costs. And that's another thing too, is like set boundaries with friends too. If they're not showing up, if they're ditching you and they're constantly canceling plans on you, set boundaries. Be like, girl, I can't hang. You're always canceling on me. I don't deserve to be treated that way. I deserve for my energy to be valued and my time to be valued. I don't deserve for you to constantly be inviting me out and I'm getting my hair and makeup done and I'm all dressed and ready and this is the sixth time that you've canceled on me and I'm, I'm just not going to accept that because I don't deserve that type of treatment. Like, I don't, you know. My time is valuable, my energy is valuable, and my presence is valuable. And that's something that is like a lot of people look at that as being selfish when in reality it's setting a boundary for yourself. It's it's protecting your energy. It's knowing what you deserve. And um, that goes for relationships too. 
don't ever settle for what just feels good or what feels like a comfort zone or all you know. If you know you're being mistreated, if you know it's depleting your energy or it's keeping you in a low vibrational state, there's no point in, there's no point in sticking around for that whatsoever. It's completely and entirely pointless. That's pretty much where I'm going with this in this new year that I'm stepping into is like, don't chase, attract, allow things to just play out the way they are. Allow people to leave if it's their time to leave out of your life. They may come back, they may not. It's okay. It's okay to step away from something too. It's okay to leave out of somebody's life, even if they feel like they need you and they're begging and they're pleading that they need you, but their energy is just depleting to you and everything they do like affects you in a negative way, leave. No matter how much you love that person, no matter how much you want to help or heal them or be there for them, exit. Walk out the exit door because it is not worth your energy. It is not worth your sanity to put yourself in a situation or surround yourself with people that aren't valuing you the way that you deserve to be valued as a human being, as an individual. So I hope this resonates. I hope this um, little special episode that I did for New Year's resonates for you all and um yeah, um, I'm pretty pro probably going to go ahead and close this out now. I'm pretty sure this is the end for me here. And um, I hope everybody has a wonderful new year. And as we step into this new year, I'm definitely going to be more on top of the podcast episodes. I know I've been pretty behind on catching up and my timing and stuff like that. But um, I'm going to I'm going to try to pump out episodes at least once a week if I can and um, get more guests on here and maybe even do some some fun stuff some fun features and stuff like that some q a's or maybe even some readings and stuff and yeah you can follow me on instagram at malmarie mystics i'm also on tiktok at malmarie mystics i'll also leave those links below um, and i'll leave my facebook as well and thank you so much for tuning in come back next time thank you guys take care